Well, hello, listeners. This is Brock giving you an event to put on your horizon. June 9th, 2023, Bloomsburg Christian Church is going to be having a family night filled with games and food and an outdoor movie. So join us, bring a friend, a lawn chair or a blanket. The movie will begin at dusk. So 6 p.m. until whenever that movie ends, we'll be here. We hope you will be too. We'll see you then. For more information on events like this one, join us at bloomsburgchristianchurch.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. Check. 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 Welcome to the show. This is Between Two Beards Podcast. I'm your host, Brock. I'm your other host, Mike. And we are the beards that you are between. I like that. Well, what's up to our podcast fam? We've got the Taylor family here joining us for this episode of Between Two Beards, and we are going to take it away here, Mike. Let's do this. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, we're gonna do this. Let's go. Oh, we have the Taylor. You see, we have the Taylor family. Oh, wait, I wasn't even listening. I totally checked out. <laughs> <laughs> Just behind the curtain, Brock's like, "I'm gonna take lead," and I was like, mm, "I'm out." <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. Sorry, I was looking at you and just like I was not even home. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, you're doing yeah, great. You just, it's you guys moved closer to each other. It's just, I, I, this that's is the problem downhill. for everybody I, who's not in the studio <laughs> right now. Mike and I decided to just switch things around a little bit here, and usually Mike sits right across from me where you are, Jen, and uh, and I just stare at him. And I think the fact that he's this close to me just yeah. just made it just just it that did. much yeah. harder for him. It, this, it, this I told episode. you that's how this is gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Mike? I'll take it back now. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you hang out in left field for a little bit. Thanks. He's gonna he's gonna watch the watch the beauty over there. All right. <laughs> Well, Diego, why don't you, get, why don't you uh, start off by introducing yourself, and then we'll hand it off. All right. I'm Diego. Uh, I go to Central Columbia High School. Uh, I'm a senior, and I will be attending Luzerne County Community College for music recording technology in the, the fall. Sweet. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. All right. Go ahead. We hand it off to your sister. You need a microphone. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm Natalia. I'm a sophomore at Central Columbia High School, and I play tennis and I dance. Nice. Nice. I'm Jen. I am also in high school. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I teach at Central Columbia High School. I teach Spanish, mostly the upper levels, and uh, this is my 25th year of teaching, so I never left school. I just keep going back. (laughs) Uh, and I'm Chad. Um, what else did you want to? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 46. I'm younger than Jen. Uh, let's get that out of the way right away. Nine months younger, yes. But I am younger. Do it. And, uh, yes, I am. I knew this was going to happen. And I sand and refinish hardwood floors for a living. Like a master. I, <laughs> I have witnessed this, and he don't let him downplay it at all. He's awesome at what he does. I appreciate it. He does. And and what business is that, by the way? 
Uh, yeah, it's spo- this. We'll, uh, this podcast will be sponsored by John L. Kerstetter Floor Sanding <laughs> and Finishing. I like what you did there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's been a it's a family business. My uncle started it uh, 50 years ago, uh, April 1st, 50 years ago. He bought it, and uh, he was a police officer in Lewisburg, and uh, he worked three. They rotated, and back in that day, they rotated two weeks on first, two weeks on second, and two weeks on third. So he said. I have to put my kids through college, and I can't afford it on a police officer's salary. So he uh, he bought the business from a guy who was getting rid of it, and mm. uh, so he bought it 50 years ago. And uh, so he, when he worked second and third shift, he sanded floors during the day, and he did that until 1994 when he retired from the police department. And then uh, 94 to 2008, uh, he did it until we moved home, and I started working for him again in 2008, and we bought it in 2012. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's a crazy story to get to that, but yeah. <laughs> in there. But well, maybe we'll ask about that later. Then I guess yeah. we're, we're going to make a note of that, Mike. Whole another chapter. Mental note is there. <laughs> <laughs> Chapters. Well, and you guys, you guys live right next to the school, right? We yeah. do. That's right. So it's like you guys like the hangout place for everybody. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Natalia has all of her friends over, and they come over at some of the most awkward times because a lot of them do sports. <laughs> so, like, I'll be in, like, pajamas, like, watching TV and eating cereal, like, looking down at my phone, and I look up, and I see Natalia's, like, three friends just standing silently in, at, the, like, the door frame, scaring the the living daylights out of me. It's So is this, like, a noon on a Saturday? It's, like, or? 10 a.m. Oh! <laughs> yeah, they're just, like, ending, like, rehearse, like, uh, like field hockey or like softball practice and I'll just look up with like a spoonful of honey nut Cheerios and then there's just <laughs> Natalia's friends. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you talk to them or you just awkwardly just, <laughs> <laughs> just stare back milk dripping out of your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> like is it awkward for I both just, people here? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, our house is pretty much, it's open to whomever. This, we've always got people there. It's more, um, well, during band season and football games, people just, after school, everyone just comes to our house. And so it's just dominoes, they deliver, and they come over <laughs> all the time. And I'm so glad they do. So You know, like on a first-name basis, you probably yeah. know his blood well, type by now, yeah. too, huh? <laughs> that often we get it on the, on the app. It tells me Jacob is starting our order. It's an emergency Don contact it in the oven. for you guys now. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> so, yeah, we're... So is this marching band? Are we in the marching band? Yeah. Uh, I'm in the marching band. I am a percussionist. What, so what, what do you play? Uh, I played a lot of things over the years, but okay. uh, this year I played uh, tenor drums, which is like the, the five of them. Yeah, that's what I played in the marching band. Nice. Many, yeah, I many, realized, many moons ago. <laughs> yeah, I realized we never really got to like, yeah, talk yeah. one-on-one before. Yeah, so yeah, I played that at the Southern Columbia, the Superior, Central Columbia. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> why, are you, why are you stealing so many people from us, though? <laughs> when, I, when I was in the marching band, we were actually a very, like, premier marching band. We went and played mm-hmm. in the Liberty Bowl um, oh, wow. with um, Alabama, the country music group. So, yeah. But it was all, like, I loved marching band, and I understand what you're saying, like, mm-hmm. after band and... It's just usually a lot of you probably have a lot of kids then going rolling through your house. <laughs> yeah, I mean sometimes it was band kids, sometimes Natalia, some Natalia's kid, uh, not Natalia's kids, Natalia's friends, and then some of my students too mixed in there, the ones that have graduated. <laughs> you know, 
it's it's normal on a Friday night to have students that graduated a few years ago come over. Mm-hmm. So it's great. So nice. That's my job. I, yeah, I remember uh, mom and dad saying though when they got the house that this was like, and as we got like older, that this is why they got it because then because of the convenience and that way we could be the hangout spot. Mm. So then we could make like a little place for everyone else, uh, mm. like a nice little chill spot. Yeah. Definitely Sounds wanted, always strategic. wanted our house to be mm. the hangout yeah. place. Nice. Want our kids to be, and their friends to want to be where we know what's going on. <laughs> nice, nice. You know, but nice. They both, they have great friends, and so very blessed to have such a great group of young people. Yeah. So, Diego, you said that you're going to college for music. Say it again. Uh, recording technology. So what, what exactly is it that you're looking to do? So a lot of the stuff that I'm looking to do, I do here sometimes at the church. I haven't done that in a while because I had uh, musical, and so I would uh, co-head of light and sound team with that. So I am in charge of, like, a mixing board, and then I'm, when I graduate, hopefully I'll be able to do th- things like uh, live events, like anything from church services to like full-on concerts mm-hmm. or uh, studio sessions as well. I'll be able to record and then uh, make all the little tweaks I need to to make uh, everyone sound uh, the best they can. Nice. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Natalia? And also, we need you back, Sorry. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Natalia, do you have any idea what, you, what after high school <laughs> looks like for you? Um, Not, I mean, not really, but... Um, like the main career I'm looking at is like a clinical or counseling psychologist. Okay. But okay. That's really about it. I never once heard Spanish teacher or Sander in there. No, none of that interests you. <laughs> well, my other job was possibly to be like a translator, but oh, okay. that's kind of hard if you're not like bilingual, like born bilingual. But yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> that's it. I'm very really good at Spanish. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, dad uh dad does press on very much so. He's like, "Hey, if this music thing doesn't work out, boy, do I have a job for you." <laughs> he knows where you can get some good equipment to sand floors. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh man. Well, let's turn to mom and dad for a moment. So (laughs) I would love to hear your story. How did you guys come together? Well, (laughs) I don't know. Should we? Maybe the kids should tell the story. (laughs) I don't know what would be more comical. Um, Well, I can't really remember a time when I didn't know Chad. Uh, I think we officially met in first grade. Uh, wow. So, yeah, we both went to Lindtown Elementary in Lewisburg. Um, I have known him all my life. And, uh, you know, I, I always, it wasn't that we weren't friends. We were we were friends. He was just one of those. I do have memories of fourth grade um, and second grade. He was always very um, ambitious to want to ask me to be his girlfriend so he was he was relentless um i do have memories of middle school dances of hiding in the bathroom of being like is chad taylor still out there because i like a slow dance would come on and, he, and so you know it's all true 
<laughs> he was, and, and like, you know, he was always very nice to me. I, I, he was definitely a fan. I, I, it was nice. And <laughs> it felt like a fan. Yeah, he seemed like. The stalker? I wasn't a fan. I was number one. Yeah. Um, number he one. owned the fan club. He, he was um, so much that when I was, his friend and I were dating, he was. Mm. Um, strategic and his when his friend and I hang on <laughs> so I was dating his friend and uh, and so I was friends with all of those guys and stuff they were all football players and um, at that point his my boyfriend ex-boyfriend then uh, was on the fence of whether or not to break up with me to go out with an older girl and that's when chad swooped in and said you should definitely break up with her wow wow <laughs> that what is a, also true <laughs> what, a, what a friend <laughs> and then um after the <laughs> and then when uh, we broke up he quickly swept in and said man i don't know what he was thinking that's a crazy guy and and so he then um was there we lived only a few blocks away we lived pretty close less than a mile away we could walk to each other's houses and then that summer that's when um we would play basketball and go miniature golfing and he knew i loved theater and oh. his dad was in the theater so he invited me to a um this this costume ball and he dressed up as Romeo and I dressed up like Juliet. My gosh, is there pictures of you as yes, Romeo? Yes, there, there are. There really are. And so, um, yes. but you know, as a, we were sophomores, it was the summer before our junior year and I was, uh, he was doing everything possible to win my affections and it definitely worked and we, uh, the one thing she's letting out is we were not in any classes together at all. Okay. <laughs> okay. She she was way to too do. smart for me. <laughs> that was back when we segregated the smart and the not so smart. Uh, and so therefore, we weren't in any classes. Academic overlap. but We had gym, maybe. That was yeah. about the extent well, of we, my... We did oh, have yeah. in our neighborhood, whenever there'd be like half days... We would always get together and like, um, I was kind of a tomboy in that I loved like playing sports. So I was always hanging out with the guys and playing sports. We would play football and and basketball. And so he was always part of that group. And uh, so we would see each other in those circles. And also crazy small story or small world story, his... Um, his mom and my dad graduated from Lewisburg together. Okay. Class of nineteen sixty-nine. So yeah. so my mom my dad would always be like, Oh, is that is that Mary's son? Yeah, that's Chad. <laughs> I got a lot of that shit uh, when I was growing up. We in, in eighth grade we had this thing that we had to, the student council was trying to raise money and they did this thing called the data match, mm, and like you had yeah. to fill out like I, there mu there must have been a hundred questions on that thing. It was it we did was, that too. I remember this. It well, was taxing. And yeah. if if it you did thorough. the data if you did the data match and you went to the dance with the person who was number one on your list, you could get in for free. Well, 
wouldn't you know, she was my number one, and I was her number one we on this dance. We did not go. We didn't together. go to the dance together. I had to pay to get in, but I mean, I tried. <laughs> I tried, but she she wouldn't bite. But it was no. with another. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I don't know. I've always there's just always been something about her that I I've always loved. Uh, she's great person and and she was always wonderful to people like she was always good you could there was people in school that you were like wow they're they're nice to everyone i was not one of those <laughs> but she was and so there was always something that i was always attracted to i mean the day we got married my mom's my mom told her she's mm-hmm. like he has loved you from from the moment he met you <laughs> and it was weird it's weird i don't know how to describe the the connection yeah. that we had but um it took me a Took many many years to uh, to wear her down to actually go out on a date with many me. Moves. But you played that long game. I, I listened. I knew what I wanted and he I was a, going for it. And when I saw, you booted out yeah. Buddy yeah. and everything. I was like, get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get together before high school ended? Yeah. So we started okay. dating our, uh, our summer, summer before summer our eleventh grade year. Yeah, summer nineteen ninety two. Summer nineteen ninety two. And. Uh, <laughs> We might have had occasional break up here or there. There uh, was some was tumultuous <laughs> high school moments. <laughs> but uh, Chad went through some tough times in yeah. high school with the, the separation of his parents, and so. But we, we uh. We made it. Yeah, we, we made it. We went to, we went. I went to Susquehanna, and he went to um, York Technical Institute. So we weren't together in college, but. We would come home on weekends, and um, we did have a little one break uh, freshman year in college. And um, basically, though the weekend we got back together, we were both home for the weekend, and he came to church with me. And that that Sunday, the whole um, the sermon was about um, you know love is patient, love is kind, mm-hmm. and uh, that was what was on the bulletin. Mm-hmm. Um, First Corinthians 13 and um, that whole sermon just made us realize like what are we doing like mm. we've had a lot of ups and downs and yeah mm-hmm. and then there was no looking back after that he framed the bulletin and gave it to me and mm. there was no looking you back are, after uh, that I'm a romantic you are a romantic he really is <laughs> yeah. he really is <laughs> so, <laughs> how, how many years after high school college did we get married then we got married three weeks after uh, she graduated college so we were d- six years we were together six, six years. years a little okay. off and yeah. on mostly on but some off yeah. and uh, yeah we got married in 1998 so this so is like 25 years June 13th on June 13th 25 yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That also means having a high school graduate for 25 years. I graduated from high school in 98. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. June 13th is a great date. It's a it's a really nice date. Is that your See? birthday? It is my birthday. Oh, oh, awesome. And my birthday is October 13th, so 13th oh, for me. Wow. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Now, did you guys, um, were you guys churchgoers then in high school, or... I, I had a feeling Chad was a no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, in, I've been listening to the podcast and just listening to other people's stories, and it's um, which the podcasts are great, by the way. I love them. Oh, can you Such say a that a little louder and a little wonderful cloud. podcast? <laughs> um, I love that. I love that you guys are doing this because mm. this is exactly what what we need as a I think a community to get excited um, about 
each other's stories. You mm-hmm. know, like absolutely. I mean, that's why we're all here because Jesus is, um, is amazing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, and it's great that we can all tell those stories. But um, so anyway, it's requi- it's um, required me to reflect on my uh, my journey, and I realized I had this conversation with my mom and. I come from a huge legacy of Christians. Mm. Like I, I, we can't even go back to the time where we don't know who was the first person to, that mm. started going to church. Now I know that just because you go to church does not right. mean that you sure. are um, a follower and maybe not just a fan. But at the same time, um, I can't remember. I mean, you just went to church. You went every Sunday, mm-hmm. and both my parents, my my father's family, my mother's family, my my um, dad's parents, my grandmother had s- several sisters, and they were in a group called the Royal Entertainers, and they sang Christian music on the radio mm. back in the <laughs> the twenties or thirties, I wow. guess it was. So you know, she Christian music, the hymns, it yeah. was all part of. She was always playing the organ, and on my mom's side, my gra- grandfather. He was an administrator for a nursing home, but he was also a lay pastor. So they were my babysitters. Um, my parents, I'm an only child, so my parents worked and I stayed with my grandparents, my mother's parents. And mm. my grandfather was always in his study, always reading the Bible, listening to his records. of. And it was funny, um, Sandy Patty, yeah, Ashley. <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> Sandy Patty. Um, so... Um, Yes, Andy Patty was uh, a favorite in uh, our houses as well. And so I, I feel so blessed. Like, I don't know what it's like to not know what to do on a Sunday. Like, even mm. when I was growing up, my, you know, I would be able to go to, you know, slumber parties on Saturday night, but my parents would pick me up on Sunday morning, like, make sure you bring your, your dress because we're going to church in the morning. And mm-hmm. I never, it never occurred to me to, ever push back against that did you ever get to a point because I, I grew up in the same situation and i remember when i went to college and i even went to a bible college that was the point where i realized i took all that for granted how yeah. lucky am i to have yeah. that as a family and to grow up in that experience did you have that moment where it was like oh man yeah i didn't really know that and i just i think being an only child my parents at night we i would go into their room and we would my mom would have like uh, upper room or uh, the daily bread mm. devotionals yep. and they would that was one of the ways I would practice my reading I would read it at night and we would read it as a family and a lot of times you know I'd fall asleep in the, their room <laughs> after the devotions but I just assumed that everybody did that right doesn't everybody read devotions with their parents at night mm. and read the Bible like and my grandparents like when I went kind of grew up going to two different <clears throat> churches because they Dreisbach United Church of Christ is where my dad grew up, and then my mom grew up at um, St. Paul's United Methodist, and so um, that was in Lewisburg, and the other one was outside, at, like on the way to Mifflinburg. So it really depend on what we did on Saturday night, as when we got up early, because Dreisbach was nine fifteen, and. Um, St. Paul's was ten fifteen. So if it was mm. a late night, my parents <laughs> were out with friends. We went in town to the St. Paul's. So we we were Methodist then, and then if not, we were United Church of Christ. <laughs> so like we were, we just bounced back and forth. Right. But you know, and so it was either like that Sunday, do I 
will I sit with this gra- these grandparents or will I sit with my other grandparents? But, um, yeah, but my, my experience has always been in my faith. It's always been with older people. I never had a youth group. Mm. I never had, like, that sort of young people. You know, my my faith was always generated not from <clears throat> peers but from um, – my grandparents, my parents, and uh, and the people in our church, which were always older. I was, I being mm. an only child, I grew up around a lot of older people. Yeah, they still are. They still are super old in the church. <laughs> yeah, they still are. Yeah. Yeah. They still are older, and uh, so I, I mean, there was there was no youth group because I would have been the only person. <laughs> there, there wow. was a, a little <clears throat> bit a larger presence at the one church, but. Um, I was lucky. My my very best friend, she was also a Christian, and her parents were, you know, her mother was solid um, believer, and so we both, my friend Kirsten, we just we knew who God was. We had no doubts, and yeah, I, I don't even. And so when when this guy came along, it was like, yeah, that's what we do on Sundays. Are you coming? Was, yeah, was that foreign for you? Well, I mean. The music we listened to was more like ACDC Highway to Hell. I mean, that's where. <laughs> we also listened to but, a lot of Motown. My father would say that's, that. that's what kind of rolled in our house. My my grandparents went to church. They went to the Lutheran Church in Lewisburg, and I would go there occasionally with them. But we, at best, were maybe Christmas and Easter people. At best, we weren't even that. Like, um, so no, faith was not a was not a thing in our home at all. And it wasn't until I met her and her parents said I could go out for breakfast with them on Sunday morning, but I had to go to church. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, if they let you they let you meet us a few times <laughs> yeah. afterwards. And then they were like, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to keep coming, you need to come to church. I think actually they told me that I had to tell yeah. you that. I don't know that they yeah. said that. I think they said you need to tell Chad. And so if she would, I was going to go wherever she told me I needed to go. So it was, if she was going to be there, I was gone, right? So, so I you were a part of the pretty girl ministry. Right so. on. There's, yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of them, right? I don't know. I, I, I mean, I've most seen of the guys a trend I know. that there's a lot of guys there's that a, end up going. I just, like all the podcasts, I'm like, wow, these guys, we're all the same, right? But Skip, I talk about Skip all the time, but Skip was the same way. He was like, wow, Sandy was going to church. I was going to go to church. We're all, we're, there's a lot of us like that. But, uh, you know, God uses what he has to use, so. <laughs> but uh, no, we were not. We were not religious in, in any way, shape, or form. I never would say I didn't. But I believe that there had to be something like that. Whole like this all came from one big boom didn't make any sense to me. But yeah. like, I didn't. I didn't really understand. No, like okay, God. I didn't. Didn't get like I didn't get Jesus at all. Like okay, some guy died. That was pretty much the extent. So. Um, her church was it was great it was a our pastor there uh who ended up ultimately marrying us he was fantastic and he was very uh he was very young too. young and like soft-spoken 20. and gentle <laughs> and and he was he was great for me as my first introduction into a church because if it would have been more even to i mean we're not by far we're not crazy at all in this church but even at this church if i would have walked into this church early i would have been like uh what are those people's hands in the air for like mm. what is happening yeah so you know god Pivot takes us on print. a track that he knows that i think we can handle to get to him 
Um, and he, he kept, he was, I look back at my life even before I knew who, who Jesus was. And, and I was like, man, he put so many roadblocks in my way to, to, to navigate me into a different direction mm. because I mean, he was around relentlessly chasing after me mm-hmm. and, uh, and he does that with all of us, you know, but sometimes we just ignore it. And, uh, I did for much of my life, but then, well, for early, my early life. And then it was that process to get to where I am today was, is a long one. So, um, people say, when do you find, when did you find Christ? I, if I can be an honest, I have no idea. Um, it was more of a... He definitely found you. <laughs> yeah, right. But like that I knew that I accepted him and I truly believed. Like, I don't know. It was kind of a, it was a process of different things and different things I've gone through in my life mm-hmm. um, that he's he grew me. Okay, he knew I could handle this, so this is what he worked and addressed with me first. And then, okay, so now we need to move on to some other things. And I still have some things I need to work on constant pruning we're all yeah. just constantly being pruned amen <laughs> yeah oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were like had your hand up sorry <laughs> yeah uh so <clears throat> how did you start your family together tell us about that a little bit <laughs> well um it's it's we were married young i mean i was what you were 21 i was 21 you were 22 yeah so that's, we've, already sure. we've already established we've already established on that yep. <laughs> we've already established i'm like nine to keep months. their age in check and <laughs> always like to make themselves as young as possible especially dead yeah. um, yes i am 47 he is 46 let's just say it again um <laughs> so um we we always we i mean it wasn't like we knew we were going to have children we wanted to have children and i think we were kind of one of we started out our lives with like yeah when it happens it happens and then um we weren't like actively pursuing parenthood um and then um after a while you know, I was working on my master's degree, and I knew I was going to be working on my master's thesis and everything. So, I, you know, I was kind of thinking, well, if I don't get to finish it and I have a baby first, no big deal, you know. Mm. And and Chad, uh, I mean, we both wanted to have children. That was the the goal. And then I think when it just didn't happen after a while, I don't know, I guess maybe three years into it, we are like, well, this is kind of weird. Like... <laughs> we've been together a really long time and so then um we had a a a bunch of tests done you know I'm uh I am a little bit thorough so I wanted to make sure that everything you know that we were that um everything was up and running I went on the prenatal vitamins like I wanted to make sure that I wish this was a visual (laughs) Diego's dying (laughs) yes (laughs) <laughs> he, they, my children love that I attention to that kind of detail, making sure that everything is done the right way. Um, read the books, made sure, you know, taking the temperatures. Okay, we're, we're on it. And then it didn't happen. So then uh, went to the doctor, had all the testing done, and they're like, nah, you're good. There's nothing wrong. Chatted all these tests done. You're good. There's nothing. You're good mm. to go, guys. And uh, we got pregnant. And uh, we're like, yeah this is why it was it was just because it was i found out 
that I was pregnant just um, when I had just finished my my master's thesis. Mm. We actually were on strike. Um, the school I used to teach at, we lived outside of King of Prussia, like King of Prussia area, and the school we were on strike, and uh, I used that time to finish. I was ahead of schedule. I was able to finish my master's thesis, and I was like, done. Got it done, a little ahead of schedule, and then I found out I was pregnant. I'm like, that makes so much sense, God. <laughs> just was waiting for my master's thesis. I get you. You totally make so much sense. But then a few weeks later, things didn't make sense mm. anymore. And uh, and that was hard. Um, we And we had always known. Like, I, for me, having a biological child was not, like, necessary. It just was the most financially possible at that time in our 20s, you well, know, because yeah, yeah. adoption is expensive. So my aunt and uncle have two adopted children from uh, Colombia, and I always had this, I was always kind of obsessed with It's a Small World at Disney World, and I always wanted to have this vision <laughs> of having a minivan and having children of all different um, ethnicities. I, I really wanted that. I always, I always she, she still, they still talk about doing foster care after we graduate. That dream still lives on. Oh, yeah, man. I, wow. I won't dress them up like dolls, though. I, <laughs> I won't make them sing. <laughs> I might make them sing, but I won't make them dress up like dolls. But, um, Can you please <laughs> make them dress up at least? Can you? That's Diego. Like, anyway. Just a little bit. <laughs> Diego. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but, so, um, yeah, so we were all kind of going backwards a little bit. We were a big part of my aunt, my aunt and uncle, we're very close to my aunt is 15 years older but she was kind of like growing up she was my big sister like mm. totally my idol i adore my aunt diane and then her husband my uncle jerry they just became kind of mentors to us um as well and they adopted two children from bogota from fauna um the orphanage where diego and natalia are from and so we became that was kind of like our family mission at the time we and still is today um so we always were like someday we're adopting children from colombia mm. but at that time in our 20s it's you know it's it's a a financial mm. commitment so you know i grew up being very fiscally responsible mm -hmm. so i thought it makes more sense to have a biological child first mm. and um when that didn't work out it was just kind of like I really was sort of done with that. Mm. Um, it, it was interesting when Chad was preparing his message uh, a few weeks ago when he gave at church. We actually were talking about because he was sharing with me what he was going to talk about and you know the loss of the miscarriage and everything. And he was telling me how he was so angry, and I'm like, "Wait, you were like." Mm -hmm. And he was like questioning God. I'm like, I didn't know that. You know, years mm -hmm. later, yeah. I'm like, really? I, for me, I took all that on myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have. I probably went to the, you know, I was on the gym, to the gym that morning, and I was mm -hmm. probably running, and I probably did this to my, like, what did I do? Like, yeah. I wasn't blaming mm -hmm. God. I was like, God, I messed this up. You know, where he was like, it, it's just interesting how we, we walked through that differently, and yeah. we didn't even recognize that until years mm -hmm. later. Um, but yeah, so then I don't know, that was in the fall 
And they, you know, the doctors are like, no, there's no reason why, you know, you should start trying again in January. And that's when we were like, I don't want to do this. Let's start our paperwork for the adoption. Hmm. And we did. And they, at that time, it was like, it's only going to take nine months, 12 months tops. And then everything changed in Colombia. There was this thing called the Hague Convention, and they changed every, all the laws for the international adoption as they were trying to stop international adoption, essentially. And uh, we ended up what we thought we were going to wait nine to nine months to 12 months to receive a child ended up being almost, it was three years. Wow. Yeah. So, so you know, we thought that, like, I mean, I think in in my own way, I was like, ha-ha, well, that didn't work out, but <laughs> we're on something that's, this could even happen faster than a, an actual childbirth. We are on schedule. And then, you know. <laughs> Your schedule, not God's, right? Right. God's always right. My schedule. Jen lives on a schedule. schedule. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I caught that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's one thing that um, the Lord had to cut away at, for sure. So. But, yeah. We, uh, so God taught us a lot, especially me, in that mm -hmm. I don't, I have to, uh, I have to wait on his timing. And so, yeah, that's what, what we did. And then by his kind generosity on three, four, five, March 4th, 2005, we received the referral. My aunt and uncle presented it to us mm. that there was a little boy, a little baby, his name was Johan Eduardo Leon Piava. Anyway, so he was um, waiting for us <laughs> in Colombia. That will not happen. <laughs> <laughs> so that he was waiting in Colombia for us, and we had about two weeks to get there. Yeah. So in two weeks, you guys went all the way down to Colombia? Yep, yep, and we were there for six 30, weeks. 37 days. Yeah. The first trip, we spent 37 days there. Is that and, right? Yeah, and that's when uh, God had already started changing us, but that's that's when uh, our life, I would I would say our life really started to change for who we're living for. Um, mm -hmm. Because we spent 37 days, and we lived in a one-bedroom uh, mm -hmm. with a, with a bath. I mean, it was a master ba bedroom. It mm -hmm. had a bathroom and, and a bed, and that was it. We uh, lived in a residence with other couples adopting yeah as okay. well. so it was like so. a house that had like i don't know six or seven bedrooms and then there was a bunch of people there from all over the united states and there was a couple of people from uh was it finland i believe and uh yeah, all over the place um, canada but we lived in one bedroom and uh like our jobs my job was extremely crazy back then uh and it was kind of that moment when god was like so why what are you living for um mm. Are you living for all the things of this world? Are you living for stuff? Or do you want to live because you want to be a family? And uh, so we came home from there, and, and there was a just a whole change of how everything in our life started to, to change. Um, why, we, why we were doing the things we were doing, why we, we were making the decisions we made didn't revolve around stuff stuff and finances and the next big house or whatever it was going to be it mm -hmm. was hard living down there in that area I'm it's, sure. you know you just kind of get sucked into 
materialism. We were close to the King of Prussia Mall, you know? <laughs> so yeah. you get sucked in, and we definitely, I mean, I I think, you know, you're always thinking what's next. Like, okay, well, next time we get a nicer car, and next time mm-hmm. you get, and then as soon as we move out of this condo, we're going to get a bigger house. And it was just, and I think when we came back from um, Colombia, we were like, what is this for? <laughs> Why are we working so yeah. hard? Like, yeah. what is it for? Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So. so that was Diego, but was Natalia a little bit easier? <laughs> well, so we came back from with easier Diego. Easier so many. Wait, no. Yeah. <laughs> so we came back, and then we spent some time at home, and then. Um, well, you left your job. Yeah. So yeah, to backtrack a little bit. So I got out of school. Uh, two years before Jen, I went to get an associate's degree, and I was a drafter, a draftsman. So I got a job mm. uh, when we moved to, to the Philly suburbs. I got a job as a draftsman for a baby diaper company, and I drew parts and, and, and did engineering work for a baby diaper company. And I slowly uh, threw a lot of hard work, and just God give me this has given me this strange ability that I can look at something and, and just look watch it and realize okay that that's why this isn't working i'm so like, glad he has not that not everyone <laughs> and I, I took it i always took it for granted because i didn't realize it was that big of a gift but like for me that that was my way i was never uh an academic like school was not my thing mm-hmm. and i went to the school i went to because they didn't have to take i didn't have to take english classes there it was all math and it was all what i was studying so it was a specialized degree because I was like, uh, college and I aren't going to get along. Right. So I, I knew it. So uh, it was a great decision. So I went there. And uh, so I worked my way up uh, because I had the ability to fix things that, that most of the people that were that were moving up and getting jobs were people who came in with, like, uh, engineering degrees and things like that. But, you know, God's gifted me this strange – at the time, I didn't recognize that it was God's gifting. Uh, but – I could watch this machine and be like, well, this isn't working because this isn't whatever. Hmm. And so I worked my way up, and um, I got to the point where before we went for Diego, like, we had plants in Macon, Georgia. We had some plants in Pittsburgh. Uh, so I was starting to travel a lot more. And um, they kept asking me, like, hey, we want to we – wanna, they ask us, and it was lucrative. They asked us, like, hey, we want to move. We want to move you to a different plant. And take a position, a higher position, and move you to another plant. Um, and we were like, well, we're in the process of this adoption. We can't do that because all the paperwork, and we can't redo it all into a different state. So they were like, okay, okay, we'll wait. But I got to the point, though, that I was like, I'd go to the Philly airport, and I'd be on the 545 flight to, to Atlanta. I'd go down to the, to the plant. I'd work at the plant for the day with a couple other guys and we get something set up a new product or whatever we were running and then we'd be get back in the 8 45 or 9 o'clock flight all wow. the way back to philly wow so that was happening more and more and so then when we went to columbia we're like what like and i'm working probably 60 mm-hmm. plus hours a week back then there we had you had a beeper yeah, so, <laughs> and, uh, we know we had those those next. Remember back in the we had the the, the, next, the next telephone. I'd hear it beep 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 in the middle of the night, and they'd be like, yeah. "Hey, Chad," and I was like, "Oh, you gotta be kidding me!" So I'd have to yeah. drive into the plant, and then we whatever was broken, we'd get it fixed, and then we'd start running because, I mean, what you don't realize is like baby diapers. Like we would make we'd like we made female hygiene products for 
and then we made adult pull-ups and then we had made baby diapers and i worked for the baby diaper division and like we would make we had 10 lines we would make like 300 to 400,000 uh three to four hundred thousand diapers per line per 12-hour shift wow like those things flew and so like we had when they broken down like time was money so like everybody who was part of that had to go in so that was our life my life and um we didn't see each other much during those those periods because like i work all kinds of crazy schedules so we go to columbia and we're like we're living in a one bedroom and we're it was probably the most time we had ever been together hmm. in our whole married life like yeah. you know even though we had spent so much time together yeah. we had always been so busy we both were workers mm-hmm. i worked three jobs in college he always worked so we hardly ever saw each other oh. and then we would go to columbia and everyone's so stressed out because they're receiving this their baby and they're living in yeah. South America and there's you know the language thing but for mm-hmm. me it was like I was studying abroad again and uh, <laughs> speaking Spanish I was in complete heaven being in Bogota and we were I, I think for us we it was a total I mean I, I think we had a strong marriage prior to that but while ever all these other couples are fighting over who's going to feed the baby and there's just all the stress, uh-huh. we're like, this is nothing. This yeah. is easy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I think it changed our perspective. Like, this is this is what we want. Yeah. Like, the other stuff that we're doing, yeah, we're making good money, but for what? Right. Yeah, so we came home from that experience, and we were like, okay, so something's Jen was, the plan was Jen was going to stay home. Yeah, um, because her thing. job, her her school had in their contract, they would hold her job or her position for two years if you took maternity oh, okay. leave. Like you didn't get paid, but you they would guarantee your job back. Mm-hmm. So well, not the same, maybe the same placement, but your contract right. you would have a contract. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was the plan. She was going to stay home, and I was going to keep working and keep working my way up. Um, and it was one of those things that my boss came to me and said, hey, we want, we want you to do this job, uh, and we want you to oversee this group of people. And I said, well, okay, but, you know, that's a lot more responsibility. I need, and I gave him a number. I said, this is what I'm going to need to get paid to do that, or um, I, I'm, I'm not, I can't do it. And, and ultimately he came back he's like okay yeah that's not going to be a problem and i said okay and uh then they came back uh, a few weeks later and they were like um so the human resource lady she won't do it but the head the plant manager um and my my department manager all these people were like we got we got to do this and they wouldn't she wouldn't she wouldn't budge and uh so ultimately I made this, we made the decision like, okay, well, I'm, I can't do I can't do this. So I said, it's either that or I'm giving you my two week notice. Wow. And, well, and also in the meantime, yeah. I was preparing to make my, write my letter to give to the school board wow. to give my two, yeah. two years like that. Or you only did it for like year. And, um, I was at the school and I couldn't, for whatever reason, the printers weren't working. I couldn't oh. print it out. And I came home to Chad that day, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know if this is a sign, but I've been feeling this. Like, what if <laughs> you left your job, <laughs> and I went 
back to school because my hours are so much nicer yeah. and I have the insurance. And mm. what if you became a stay-at-home dad? Yeah, so I was like, probably <laughs> not a great idea. And then wait, now you got to tell them the story about mom's very first day back to work. Oh, so this actually went down. Yeah, it so went down. <laughs> people thought <laughs> we were crazy. So, so ultimately, uh, I left, and uh, I had always done like fixes and repairs for people, like people I knew, and so. I was like, well, I'll just start my own handyman business. When she comes home at night, uh, I'll just, I have some friends that will, or said, hey, we'll pay you to do this. And then that just led to more work and more work. And it ultimately led to a full-time job. Like I Which was. Which wasn't the intention. That it was wasn't the intention. just a in- little supplemental. Yeah, yeah, it was stuff in the, in the afternoon when she got home, I would go out and work till maybe like eight. And so, um, the fun, the interesting, the part where it's like well, I was talking about roadblocks earlier, where God puts like sometimes puts roadblocks to redirect where He wants you. Like that was all said and done, and and for whatever reason, that woman would just not say, would not. She was like, "We're not, we're not negotiating with people. This is the mm-hmm. way it's going to be," and no one could get her to budge. And then, um, like three and a half months after I left, she was fired. Huh. And huh. so it was like one of those moments where it was like. Because if they would have given us that money, we would I would have stayed. She would have left. We probably ultimately would have moved somewhere else, mm. um, probably south, which sometimes isn't a terrible <laughs> idea because it would have been warmer in Deland, Florida, Amen. than it is here. But, um, but no, God, God was like, no, no, and and He pressed on her, and and He spoke to her a lot more than He did me then. Uh, I wasn't as uh, attentive mm. to his voice. Um, I didn't listen as much. I was still very much like, okay, if that's not going to work, then I'll start a business and I'll get that going. And uh, there was a lot of I. And, uh, but ultimately, she stayed at home. I stayed home with him, and she went back to school on her very first day of school. <laughs> um, she, uh, I was watching Diego, and for whatever reason... Uh, we thought it was a good idea to get a puppy oh. uh, when we had a little kid. Uh, it was more so because my mother-in-law said, you're not getting another dog because we already had one. And I was like, oh, watch me. And so we did. And uh, so we bought, we got another dog, and the dog was running around the house, and it grabbed something in Diego's room. And uh, when I, I like reacted, and Diego, I'm holding Diego in my arm, and as I reacted to grab it, Diego fell forward and he smacked his face right on the dresser and he falls on the floor and he looks up at me. He's not crying yet at this point. I'm like, oh, he's dead. Like, oh, I don't no. Know. His eye is split wide open and his blood's running down his face. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is the first day of school. This is my <laughs> this first official day. This is my first day, day back when I had decided, you know what, I'm going to go back to school. Chad's going to be a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. And it was back, you know, it was 2005, so you didn't really have your cell phones on. You right. had my cell phone in right. the car. Right. So I came out to the first day of school, came out to my car, and I had, like, I don't know, 20 missed messages. <sighs> I broke the child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to go to the emergency room. He's like, so uh, we're still at home. Like, I don't take him right away because I'm like, she's supposed to be home any minute. Like, if I go to the and leave a note at the emergency room, oh. I got to wait for her to get yeah. home. So, like, he's split wide open. I'm like, 
oh man so <laughs> like calling and calling and she so she finally got home i was like uh it was a great day other than uh i so. walk in the door and i see diego and he's like smiling <laughs> and his whole like yeah. eyes yeah so that was good. my first day but it, like two weeks earlier she was watching him and he was like rolling around and he rolled off the bed and i like lectured her on you have to watch him <laughs> you gotta pay attention. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's so that was we had him, and then so I started this the handyman business, and we we were doing that, and then like we we're like, well, we should probably get our paperwork started because we know how long it took, to, you know, to get Diego. Like, it's probably gonna be a couple of years. So, we started paperwork like February of two thousand seven. And we weren't planning on starting our paperwork, and then I saw a student, and then I went out for a student that I had had years before, mm-hmm. and we went out for breakfast, and she was like, you should you should have more kids, and Diego was with me, he was just a baby, and I'm like, oh no, it's not part of the plan, you know, you'd think I still had <laughs> learned, and then, but um, as I was leaving that restaurant, I saw that the bank had flashing lights, home equity loans for whatever, and I was like, I went into the bank, and I took out a home equity loan. Huh. So that we could finance the next. <laughs> Sometimes I'm a little impulsive too. We are very impulsive. So yeah, we're, like yeah. So we so we decide we're gonna adopt. We're gonna do it again. We're gonna put our paperwork in. It's probably you know it'll be good because two years from now, when this all happens, it'll be fine. And then we went to we have an orphanage benefit every summer up in Buffalo. Uh, there's a golf outing and everything, and just we raise money to to take care of. There's like 80 or 90 kids that live at the orphanage that that aren't able to be adopted or whatever so um they have an amazing facility that takes care of all these kids so we have a fundraiser and so we go to buffalo and that was in uh july of 2007 so it was like five months later and uh we're sitting there and they hold this picture up of this little girl and they're like there's a little girl and her name is and Isabella Duque no. Salada. yep and uh so this is a, a little girl and her mom and dad are chad and jen taylor and we're like Oh my gosh! Yeah, we're like, wait, what? <laughs> they, yeah. they do they do this a lot? Like it's like an like the cool thing about the orphan, like the benefit in going up to New York is that uh, it's a lot. Like all the kids there, like ninety percent of them are from Colombia. Okay. So like we go up there and see fam, like uh, quote unquote family, and so it's just really cool to see other people that have the same experiences as us, and you get to also meet like parents that are trying to adopt. So that's what they do. They make it a, like a cool little thing, either at like the golf yeah. outing or at like an auction or at the the picnic that we all have. That's when they love to do it because that's when they get all the like all the kids involved too. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, "Oh yeah, surprise! We're adding a new family. Like we're adding a new person into the Fauna family. Uh, welcome them here at the picnic, and they're adopting like and their, their first or second are. kid. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome." But- you know, wow. Diego's yeah. paperwork was in Colombia so many to- so long that we had to have it renewed so many yeah. times. And mm. um, so, and Natalia's, you know, we got it stamped. I think it arrived on like May third. Actually, huh. it was <laughs> it was yeah. May third, two thousand seven. And so it was like okay, so by you know maybe spring summer of two thousand nine, maybe we'll get a referral. Yeah. And it was July of that same year, yeah. and uh, it was just a complete surprise because it was like july 15th and then like august 1st we were in columbia and we we received her and we spent another that trip was 31 days yeah uh we spent there for for that but um yeah god 
God, he he changed us a lot through that. Um, Well, that's it for the first part of our time with the Taylor family. Check back in next week for our overtime episode. We'll see you then. Beards out.